Hey everyone, it's Ella, your host of the Lemon Said Podcast, a platform dedicated to supporting you by discussing all things related to managing your health, wellness, and fitness journey, no matter how many lemons life throws at you. Welcome to the very first episode of The Lemon Said. Today, I will jump into my own journey and why I decided to start a podcast. Stemming from my childhood trauma and a severe motorcycle accident that nearly took my life away, PTSD, bipolar 2, major depression, and generalized anxiety diagnoses pushed me in a direction that changed my life forever. Here's to my journey through recovery and salute to lifelong learning. Today's episode is brought to you by Bridge Counseling and Psychotherapy, offering services to couples and individuals, helping them explore their inner selves, discover strengths, and move towards living a life filled with balance and growth. They can help you address anxiety to mood disorders and so much more. For more information, visit bridgepsychotherapy.ca and book your free consultation today. For starters, my name is Ella Dillion, and I'm 37 years old. I'm the CEO of The Lemon Said Inc., which is a luxury lifestyle and fitness clothing line and podcast to support others in the precise way that I wished I had throughout my life's personal struggles. I am a passionate lifetime advocate of health, wellness, and fitness, and I'm a seasoned life adventurer. If you know me, you know adventure is an understatement. So here's how my journey began. I was born and raised in a physically, verbally, and emotionally abusive household with limited support and conditional love from my friends and even some family. I grew up in an environment where body shaming was the complete norm. My cousins, my brother, and even I, we were all criticized from as early as preschool years all the way through our adolescent years, from what I can recall. They were shamed for being too muscular or big-boned, fat or pudgy. I was shamed for being too skinny or anorexic. Eat more, get fat. You're too skinny. I could just break you. Stop with that diet. Imagine processing these types of comments as a four-year-old. I didn't know what a diet was. I just came off my mother's breast milk. That said, I was obedient and resilient, so I listened. I ate more, I wore baggy clothes to hide my scrawny figure, and I vowed never to step one foot in a gym, because I was always told by my elders never to try and lose weight. And also, I thought at that time, I just didn't know any better, I thought the gym was only for people who were trying to lose weight. So anyway, I would eat up to eight plates, Anytime I went to a buffet, and I even participated in eating contests, just to prove to my family that I could eat and that I wasn't anorexic. I did anything and everything imaginable. Because I just wanted the criticizing to stop. I was also raised on fear. Many days, I was in physical danger and I felt helpless. 911 was on my speed dial list. And when authorities checked in on us, I was told by my parents never to speak a word of truth or I would end up in a home full of strangers or live with people who would torture me. I obviously didn't want that, so I just cried a lot. 
I was completely trapped in this violent household. And if I was lucky, the house was calm for maybe two days in a whole week. Eventually, I asked my closest relatives for help, but only a small percentage of them actually believed me about the abuse that was happening in my household. Some of them were extraordinarily helpful, while some of them expressed that they just weren't willing to listen or didn't want any part in my family's affairs. Others did stand by, but they simply didn't know any better in terms of what to do or how to help. Although resentful for many years thereafter, I respected their decisions and explored a new life away from home, and I also explored it away from anyone that I shared a DNA with. In hindsight, I do appreciate the boundaries that my biological relatives set up for themselves, so let me be clear that I don't mean to speak ill of them in any way, but truth be told, I was truly hurt by the lack of support when I needed it the most as a young teen. The past is now behind us, but I want to acknowledge the decade of pain that resulted from this experience. So I trekked on with life and I took matters into my own hands. I broke free from a toxic environment in my late teens and I went on to complete my Bachelor of Arts with Honours in Psychology from York University in Toronto, Canada. I pursued my undergrad in psychology not only because of my relentless need to be heard and understood, but also in attempt to address my obsession with trying to desperately fix my family unit. Soon, it became evident that my family dynamic was irreparable. And this was the all by the advice of medical practitioners and municipal authorities. I finally learned to let go of the damage and take responsibility of no other life other than my own. This is when the real adventure began. I was adopted by the most generous soul that I've ever known. He had many strengths and others would say some weaknesses too. Okay, okay, he had a lot of weaknesses, but he protected me from my own trauma and he encouraged me to live a full life. I spent most of my adulthood watching him live his life, traveling, training in the gym. He had a true love for fitness, adventure, tanning and golf i laugh at tanning because it was so funny when he would come home from vacations or come to work i used to work with him he would come to work with <laughs> orange skin peeling off it was hilarious but those are the types of memories that i will treasure although he has now passed i will forever treasure the impact that he had on my life I can only now spend the rest of my life trying to be half the man that he was, and I truly hope to make him proud. Around the same time, I was an extended foster parent for six teenage boys. They didn't always have an appetite for homemade meals, but I always made sure to serve cheesecake for dessert after every meal, or dinner at least. I consumed leftovers a lot, so I easily packed on 30 pounds within the first month, and as an avid rock climber, this weight did significant harm. Simultaneously, I watched my former colleague and coach prepare the healthiest meals that I've ever seen. I witnessed his incredible body transformation resulting from consistent dedication to his fitness regime and his meal preps. 
my mind was blown. He was gaining healthy weight. And so the insecure skinny child in me thought I want to be that guy. He changed my world and my beliefs on how to gain healthy weight in the gym. So I sheepishly started to dabble into training at home with YouTube videos. And within one month, I quickly shed the fat and discovered muscles on my body that I didn't even know existed. So with my coach's guidance, I went on to the gym, finally, and I became a bikini athlete placing top five in the 2015 Barry Natural Championships, an avid and competitive rock climber, a certified health and fitness coach, a fitness brand ambassador, a rider or motorcycle enthusiast, an English teacher, a private tutor for gifted students, and a dedicated employee alongside the senior management team for one of Canada's largest corporations specializing in diversity, equity, and inclusion. I was proud of what I had been able to accomplish without the support of my immediate family, but still, I endured monotonous judgment. I couldn't escape it. My so-called friends and family would criticize what I perceived as success. I often heard comments like, I don't even recognize you anymore, or you've really changed. Of course I've changed. I was on a journey to become the best version of me, but they weren't about it. And that broke my heart all over again, but I decided to carry on and leave them all behind. Constantly trying to conquer something new and big, I failed to pay attention to my heart, my mind, and my body. So, as Murphy's Law states, if something is likely to go wrong, it will go wrong. And so it did. In 2015, I began to struggle with my mental health. Although it didn't start this way, my failed relationships, both intimate and platonic, started to eat away at me, and I eventually developed a binge eating disorder from the thirst to win a shiny gold medal in preparation for a series of bikini competitions with the OPA, now known as a CPA, which is Canadian Physique Alliance. I was hungry, pun intended, and ultimately I got greedy in life, and I just lost track of the real goal. Initially, it was to find the best version of me in this life, but instead it turned into one medal. I sacrificed everything that mattered in life. Relationships, health, everything. That same year, everything that I've ever owned and the interior of my first home fell to the ground. I lived in a stacked townhouse when my neighbor upstairs experienced a ferocious burst from his water pipes. He was banging on the door, warning me to get out as his unit continued to flood. He screamed for help and for me to get out, but all I could do was watch my ceilings bend and the walls were cracking from the weight of the water. Life felt harder and harder to manage each day, but this was just the beginning of a long downhill slide. The scariest moment happened one late night shortly after the flood, just two weeks out from my next bikini competition, a national one at that. I found myself parked in an unfamiliar part of my neighborhood. I had no recollection of how I got there. It was a dark and abandoned parking lot with aged trees looming over me. No matter how isolated I was in that moment, I still felt I had so much to hide from and people to hide from. 
without a conscious bone in my body, I found myself trying to squeeze in underneath the steering wheel of my car. I was eating cookies and binging on a small tub of Ben and Jerry's ice cream. I suddenly became aware of what was happening, and that's when the floodgates opened. My tears of guilt were persistent because I had just broken my competition diet, but more painfully, I was crying because I had never felt more alone. I felt the world crumbling beneath my toes and my dark car doors closing in on me. I struggled to find short breaths. At this point, my competition was no longer about willpower or determination. I trained religiously from 3.30 a.m., 12 p.m., and 6 p.m., Monday to Saturday, while consuming six chicken breasts and vegetables every single day. I was hella driven, but my body could not withstand the physical, mental, and emotional pain that I placed on myself. When I finally came to terms with my situation, I desperately wanted someone to talk to, to confide in, or even just seek advice from. Upon endless Google searches, I could not find one support group or forum for aspiring athletes that struggled with diet and mental health. At the time, professional help was unaffordable, and I increasingly grew frustrated and helpless. It was then that I began to brainstorm and create the strategy for what we now know as the Lemon Said Inc. I worked relentlessly. I officially registered my business and I prepared to launch in the summer of 2016. Things were slowly starting to look up for me until it hit me, literally. On May 31st at approximately 8.30 p.m., a car carelessly collided into my motorcycle and tore my life and plans apart alongside a majority of my bones and organs on the entire right side of my body and my dreams of becoming a professional bikini athlete and philanthropist, they were all shot. This physical trauma that I endured, it was gruesome, but I remained as optimistic as possible and I persevered through the interminable recovery for years. Once I relearned how to walk, how to articulate my thoughts clearly, it was then that I was diagnosed with PTSD, bipolar 2, major depression, and anxiety. This might have been a blessing in disguise because I finally gained access to a psychiatrist, psychologist, a psychotherapist, physiotherapist, occupational therapist, a registered massage therapist, nutritionist, holistic practitioners acupuncturists, naturopaths, and so much more. With my mom by my bedside every night and a solid team cheering me on through my recovery, I conquered the face of death and paralysis. I addressed my mental health primarily through therapy, but I also resorted to medication when I started to have uncontrollable visions, and that usually happened around the unhappiest times of my life. I worked hard on my mental health and I was finally discharged and taken off the medication fully in 2019. I also managed to find true love again. I could not be more grateful to be with a loving and selfless partner. Finally, the lemons stopped rolling in, or so I thought. Just before we met, I learned that a pre-existing chronic disease in my uterus quickly grew rampant. So I decided to pursue my journey to motherhood as a single woman through science. And yes, that means I did have to use a sperm donor, at least to start. 
My fight against severe adenomyosis, severe endometriosis, and mild polycystic ovarian syndrome, also known as PCOS, led to seven miscarriages, two of which were clinical pregnancies. So for those of you who may not know what endometriosis or adenomyosis or PCOS is, there are many misconceptions or varying degrees of each diagnosis. Endometriosis is one of the most common ones, and I'm happy to dive into other topics such as adenomyosis and PCOS in future episodes, but for the sake of this episode, endometriosis can have a significant impact on not only health, but endometriosis can have social, public, and economic implications. It decreases the quality of life for some women due to severe pain, fatigue, depression, anxiety, and infertility. In my case, my endometriosis is severe. It does impact the way I live my life on a monthly basis. It is triggered by my monthly menstruation cycles. So there are typically three to five days where I'm not able to walk, I am not able to eat, and it simply decreases my ability to function. It does not have an impact that I'm aware of on my depression, anxiety, and fatigue, but it certainly has contributed to my infertility. There are some women who might have endometriosis and live a happy, healthy life, and they are able to function on a monthly basis. It truly depends on how a woman experiences endometriosis, how your body reacts, but also how the tissue grows outside of your uterus. Um, Endometriosis is a condition that can impact the entire pelvic area or very small portions of the pelvic area, in which case you wouldn't feel such intense pain. Um, Some women actually can't even have intercourse because of endometriosis in itself. Um, Fortunately, I am not one of those women, but There is a lot of work going on around now about how endometriosis can impact the daily lives of women and even the economy. After endless procedures, surgeries, and three years of persistent infertility, I've made a conscious decision to put an end to my lonely journey by sharing it with all of you. I dedicated my COVID years to completing my Master's of Business Administration, my MBA, from the Australian Institute of Business in Adelaide, Australia, just in time to excel my professional career in the corporate world, but also to successfully launch The Lemon Said. I strongly believe in the importance of talking about trauma at any and every stage of recovery and grief. I discovered a whole network of inspiring peers and medical practitioners practicing traditional and alternative medicine. As a result of my ongoing recovery, I'm committed to helping all other individuals find the support that they need, even if it's just an ear to listen. If you or anyone that you know struggles with trauma, please like and share this podcast. 
Through this podcast, I hope to share my newfound knowledge and resources with you. You are not alone in your journey, no matter how many lemons life throws at you. I wish for you to find the strength to catch those lemons and make lemonade. And that's lemon A-I-D, lemonade. Thank you so much for helping me make a difference in the world. And I can't wait to connect with you all again in the next episode. Thank you again for tuning in. And don't forget to subscribe, like, and share. Bye for now. And don't forget to make lemonade. This podcast is not a substitute for professional medical diagnosis or treatment. Listeners are encouraged to seek assistance from healthcare professionals on thelemonsaid.com or your nearest healthcare network. Crisis helplines are available to you 24 hours a day. Audio for the Lemon Said podcast was engineered and brought to you by Shoreline Sound Studios. This episode is sponsored by Mishfit Lifestyle Coaching. Mishfit prioritizes your mental health along your fitness journey. Mental strength determines physical results because any and every success starts with your mindset. Visit at Mishfit underscore lifestyle underscore coaching on Instagram today and DM her with promo code Lemonade10. That's Lemon AID10 for 10% off Mishfit's personal training package. This offer is for a limited time only, so get started on your fitness and mental wellness goals today.